0: Today we're going to be speaking about the qualifications for someone to be a sheikh or a baidic. Um, the first few simar m'shochan are speak about these kind of halachas. Um, we're going to focus on five specific traits that we're going to be looking at. Uh, there are many more. There are other ones. But we're going to focus on five, which we can summarize in the following sentence. The person needs to be a Jewish man who knows appropriate halachas, possesses the necessary skill, and has Yerushalayim. And we're going to see, we're going to break it up into those into five different parts and see what each of those mean. Um, and generally, the information, <coughs> excuse me, what we're going to be speaking about are things that relate to the sherechet and the baidit, but who checks for sirchas, um, to check the animals, not the um, There are also manakrim and mashkichim, for whom there are requirements, but not as um, strict or as uh, significant as there are for these, the sherechet and the baidit. So the first is, the person needs to be a Jew. He needs to be idiot. So, um, most of the to consider someone who's not Jewish to be so, Um There's also all kinds of discussions about which people are considered munrim, to the point that they, or other kinds of people like that, who might be disqualified because they're not considered Jewish. But in a commercial street, no one would dream of hiring anybody who had these kind of questions on them. Um, you know, you have to be way past that to be even considered. But one question that came up about a group called the B'nai Israel—it's um, a group of people from India, um, quite a large group of people from India—and for years, for decades, maybe 50, 60, 70—I don't know how many years—even—and we actually go back even further. There have been challenges about how whether those people are Jewish or not. They claim to be Jewish. Um, they claim to have been there for hundreds or thousands of years. Um, they have practices that seem familiar to Jewish people. But there's also lots that they don't know, and lots that they don't do, that we would consider to be basics. Um, and the official position of the all which is what the main Shara relates to, is they accept them as Jewish, um, but other, not everybody agrees with that. Some people require them to have a giro l'humra, some people don't accept them at all, I guess, unless they have a complete full gay um, Some require that they should have show that for many generations um, they've been uh, part of the Jewish community, um, and uh, Ravris thought that what we should do, when well, this question came to the CRC, Ravris thought what we should do, as Rav Moshe said, which was that they should do Um Therefore, Once he did a Giyu L'humra, we would consider the person to be Jewish. Now, a little question that comes up with Giyu L'Chumra. Giyu L'humra means is we accept that you're Jewish, but to confirm it, we, we make that the person has to do with the Giyu. So that's fine for himself. Once he's finished, he has had his Giyu L'Chumra. But what about his wife? Um, if we require the the person who wants to be a sheikh to, to do Giyer um his wife, who didn't have that Giyer Khumra is potentially considering possibly not Jewish. So, of course, if a sheikh, we'll talk later about Jewish Shemayim, if a sheikh has to someone who wasn't Jewish, then he wouldn't be qualified to be a sheikh, that would, that, would, that would bring into question his Jewish But in this case, that's not correct, because here, he considers her Jewish, in his mind and everyone, you know, for his community considers her to be perfectly fine to be married to, so there's nothing lacking in his commitment to doing the right thing. Um, we might personally not accept her as Jewish without a Giyadah Umrah, but from his perspective, it doesn't take away from his uh, Yerushalayim. And, and these kind of questions are very sensitive. We want, said People have to be very careful and delicate in how they investigate these kind of questions. Because we we're talking about someone, in his mind he's perfectly hundred percent Jewish and you know once we start looking into it, uh, it has to be just done delicately and with sensitivity. Uh, most of the shadows that came up in, in the Shadows and well, the Shadows in the place came up, have to do with Shadows of mom, um, the possibilities that the, you know generations back there were divorces that weren't done properly, but that's not relevant to us. For us, we just need to know if the person is Jewish. And again with the gear the humble says, then we're comfortable that now the person is Jewish, he could be sure Get The second requirement. Um, that should be a man. So the Ikra is that ladies are kosher for shrita, shukhnar, things now. But the are says the many is that we don't allow women to be shurita. Um And I, I mentioned it just you know, in fact, that's what everybody does. Um, that's, there are barely any women altogether in a slaughterhouse, but for sure not a shukhtim. And, shurita, um, and it just, it's worth noting the Living Torah Museum has in it uh, Kabul, uh, uh, a letter written out for a, a woman in 1931 in Italy uh, when it was difficult excuse me, to uh, and this lady was given permission <coughs> by the love of the town that for one year she has permission to be a shechid for for birds and only on condition that there are no men around or there's no meat able to be gotten that was shechid as it would usually be by a man um, so here was a case, where there was no way to get meat. And so he said, Iqar is that a lady's the vishchita, so they gave her very limited and very, you know, uh, specific permission to chef in that case, in order to provide meat for people. Okay, we now move on to the third one, and that is that the person needs to be knowledgeable. Okay, so the Shekhar says, that if a person wants to be a he needs to know the khammei of he needs to know the father vishchita, of course. Um, he has to know. In back in uh, early in, in, in Shochronot, says that even if he doesn't know every detail, as long as he knows what he has to ask about, he understands that this is a question I need to ask my and He doesn't ever say that something that was really awesome or he really calls it mutter. He knows what he has to ask. Shayla, that's good enough. The Rama says that now uh, he gives a little more details about about what the Sheikh is supposed to know. He has to know five talmud He has to, to check a and check the simanis shi'ita, and he has to check how to check a reya, um, Okay, and the Ramadan sticks in that, you know, when we say that he has to know halachas, now it doesn't mean he just has to know halachas, he has to know menhagim equal to halachas. Minnag and again, in this case are the same. And you do not say what he means specifically, but an example of that would be is that the Megin HaGemara, in the din of the Shukhnarachas, that a Shahiyah, if you pause during the shikita, um a Shahiyah is possible, it uh, makes the animal uh, a an but if Hadin, uh, you can pause for quite some time, so to speak, relatively a long time, before the animal becomes an available. Well, kind of speaks about the details based on the, the Kabar. But the Ramah says the minig by us is that we don't allow even the smallest shihiyah, shih- no matter what part of the shihita, no matter how short it was, any shihiyah at any time makes the animal into an available. So that's an example of a minig. And if the shaykh didn't know that minig, then um, he's missing something crucial. For us Ashkenazim, he's missing something crucial. And that's what that's kind of the to is, the kind means when he says is a minig and a are the same in this case. Okay. Now, the Ramah sticks in another thing. He says that uh, shaykhut, um, the minute is also that we require the person to have a kabbalah. And it shouldn't be just that he knows the halakhos and the other things we're going to talk about, but he needs to actually get an official permission um, from someone to, to be a shaykhut. And the Ramah says that in some places, he even require that in writing, uh, an official written document that says this person is qualified to be a shaykhut. Now, then the Ramah adds on yet another thing. He says... It's not enough that he was once... He knew the halachas. and not enough that he has the official... One time he passed a uh, b'chena to be able that he knows enough halachas, but the Ramazim will frock him. Occasionally, he needs to chas these halachas over um, to make sure that he stays in his mind. He uses... And Simcha Basha says, that means that he should do it um, once every 30 days. He should review Hirch And different people have organized different methods. I've had a sheikha to review all Hirch or the main parts of Hirch Hoshchita, Hospedika, every 30 days, because it needs to be fresh in their mind. They need to remember the um, harachos that, that they're taking care of. Okay, so now, there's a little bit of a related question that comes up as follows. Um, in, 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 in meat... In, in all kinds of conscious areas, but meat in particular, um, there's the following issue. If, if, I, if one person has a different psaq, or a different way of acting, as far as an area of halacha, so he does what he was told, or or his family or his community does, and other people do what they do. But in kosher me, um, I'm sort of at the mercy of the shaykh, and the bayteg, which is to say is, um, let's say <coughs> there's a bayteg who considers, who would accept Sirhas that our community would not accept. So he's going to say the meat is kosher, um, and we would not accept that meat is kosher. So when I want to get meat from him, I sort of can't... How do I follow my own my own practice, my own sake of what I'm supposed to do? You know, I'm dependent on him. So, the simple thing to do is, for the person to find a shrita, or a community that does shrita, that meets their standard. So I know that I follow, this yes, This is our, my standard, I know I follow, this is my standard, and I um, buy my meat, you know, or get my meat from a shaykhid, or from a Hashdochah, that does the same thing, that he also meets that standard. Um, that's okay, and that, that's good and well. But what happens when the shaykhid, or the pointic, and the Rav Maksha themselves don't have the same standard? Like, for example, the, the Rav Maksha is stricter about what he considers to be Peser or Chalat, what he, what he would which circles he let pass as being considered to be Peser or Chalat, and uh, the mashgiach, the, the himself, he has a lesser standard in his mind. Yes, yeah, even other things could pass by. Okay, so now what happens? Now, so the, can we accept the b'ydeik's word? Now, the, now speaking the rabbamachir and the b'ydeik, the b'ydeik is saying, yes, this meat qualifies as baisaizis. But the rabbamachir and the Shri and the Bidic don't have the same sort of standards of what is considered a a, basis, a piece of meat that qualifies as baisaizis. So should we should we say the He's a shomer he's shabbos. He's, he's a person with the modest. We should believe him, or if he doesn't care about these things. It doesn't mean anything. Whether whether, it's, whether it has that zero or not, because to him, they all those are all kafos. We say so. The general rule is, as a rule, we would trust a person even if he has, even if he personally keeps to a lower standard. And it comes up in other issues also it comes up in I don't know, the, the Mashgiev doesn't keep Holvisrol. Or the Mashgiev doesn't doesn't mark the but he's giving Kashkoh on that kind of a thing. If he tells you that it's Halloween's role of Yashen, or in our case it's the media space of God, then the you're allowed to trust him. And the really you could see this did in the Rabot in Simkufi test, who says the following is a is a Mikov Shaw Dino If someone is machbed on something, because he thinks the the din is like that, he doesn't think it's the din, but he wants to be machbed for himself. So here's a person who's taking a stricter stand. He's allowed to eat with people who are not That on it. Not only if I'm machbed on it, but even if I think of din, you have to be machbed on that thing. I can the people. those people will not give me something that I consider Israel, even though they themselves are not market. So you see from here that if, if, if one person has a lower standard, but he's giving food to somebody else who has the higher standard, then he's trusted to be careful about that. And if he says the food is Beishir, or it's or Yashon, or whatever the other standard he's saying it is, that even though he personally is not mocked, if he wants to tell you that that meat or that food is, meets your standard, he's trusted to say that. Okay. Now we move on to our um, fourth issue, um, and that is um, <clears throat> that is the skill of the sheikh. So, the, as I mentioned. Uh, the Rama says the mini is that a person needs to have a kabbalah in order to be a shaykh. They should not just know the dinim; they need to have kabbalah. A chacham has to tell them has to, you know, tell them or write out for them that they are qualified to do that. And the Rama says he should also check that the person has the skill to do the job as well, also because you know a big part of being a shaykh or a is not just the technical knowledge of the book knowledge, but also um, the physical, de- the dexterity, and the you know the ability to do the. Uh, act that you have to do. So, uh, and, and in fact, nowadays, it, it tends in a lot of places the person who does the testing on the knowledge is not the same person who does the testing on the skill. They take a seasoned, experienced to check that this person really has the skill that he needs, um, and he does that part of it. And then he reports back to the haham who who gives the the test on the book knowledge. You know, shach ten thousand. See if he knows the hamishah and then um, then that person, the Homan is one to writes it, but he's counting on the expert the, the experienced person to check on the actual skill okay so it, before Shikta became so commercialized, when a person um, got a Kabbalah, a Kabbalah was for he was he was a full service person he did everything he, he was chefed he was a chef he was a boy. he did gases and doctors and Place, he did everything. That was, he was He was the town sherech, or he was the sheriff for an area, um, and he did everything. And he was called in a sherech of the, party, the shin Days, He was a sherech of the okay. um, <clears throat> But nowadays, um, as things have become more commercialized, um, what's happened is people have become more specialized in what they do also. And they may only either have an official cabal, or even if they have a cabal for everything, they may only have the experience to do one. For example, there, there, there are people um, who, who are only uh, birds. They only check animals, or they're uh, they're, they're amazing at b'dikas pim. That's all they do. They just sit and do b'dikas pim all the time, or b'dikas chutz, or b'dikas klayzin. We spoke about the other time. Or they only check them and giddon. That that they become like their expertise, and and that's like a sometimes that's even a staffing issue. I I remember a specific case where there was a Shrita that worked. It was very fast. There was many animals per hour, um, and in that Shrita almost every time there was a specific shaykh assigned a for the, the Shrita, and a specific person for the Vedika's Panyam, because um, you needed a certain kind of experience and expertise to handle the speed that was going on in there, uh, which those people were perfect for. Okay. So, um, now, the <clears throat> so that, that has to do with the, the skill, but nowadays people have become, not just that they get a, a one-time Kabbalah for things, but they get, they tend people, some people, and they're being very, very good at a specific thing, and that's what the focus is on. Now, uh, one last thing is that the Gilmar says at the beginning of the he brings for um, those who have minute that uh, a practice that when a sheikh reaches eighty years old, they no longer let him sheikh. Um That's because at that point, his, he says his hands begin to shake, and he may not be able to do the, have the same skill that he always had when he was younger. Um, but he, he, he should the Gilmar says that he. That he doesn't think the mature to do that. He brings others who see, you know, case by case, deciding whether a person is qualified. There's also um, <coughs> there's a quote from Satan Rebbe, um, from Yehudah Ram, the earlier Satan Rebbe, who said that a at seventy years old should should stop shaktin. Um And so, so there are, and there are those actually in practice who do that. Um, Nowadays, you have to just be careful for the legality of it. There's something called the Age Discrimination and Employment Act, ADEA, that may make that illegal under certain circumstances to fire someone based on their age. But such as the practice, some does have that they only allow someone to check until a certain age. Our last thing we need to speak about is Yerushman. So all the criteria we spoke about before in the first four things are, of course, important. Um, but the most focus and the most attention tends to go to this criteria of does the person who is doing the shkita um, have the appropriate year of Shemayim to serve as, as the Sheikh of the Bailey for our food? The way that Sim Khadarsha says is Abbalutta retrust Alashita. He wants to become uh, he wants to get, <coughs> to get a Kabbalah rage <coughs> <coughs> the first thing you should check into is in darkum the year of You want to make sure that he's um, he has the year of shemayim, And the reason is because some of the the decisions that this person is going to be making for us are very, very delicate. I mentioned before about making a, a tiny shahiyah. You want to check if a chalif is clean. You want to check if, did you check right with the in the right place? Did you, the badika, the sircha, is it this kind, is it kashijuan, is it, where is it, exactly what's going on? These are very delicate decisions, and the, the, the as, as, as fine and delicate as those decisions are, there's a lot riding on them. There's all kinds of people who are potentially eating the vela or trefer, if Person doesn't do it correctly. So we need a person who has Yerushimayim to be able to make those decisions in an honest and correct way, not thinking it, not either being too swift and quick about it and not paying attention, and also not being swayed to make more animals' culture just for whatever reason he has. Um, and Rabbi and Rabinia in, in Shari Tshuva, um has a long paragraph of this, and Shukranath thinks part of it, um, who says over there, <coughs> in <Shukhanahu, coughs> the part that he quotes is that you need a lot of Yerushalayim in order to do bedik sasakin He says, sometimes it takes two, three times of checking the chalaf before you notice a pagimah that's in it. He says, and, he says, the, the, how well you're going to feel those little nicks in the knife has to do with how much you pay attention and and how much you're focusing on it. And that's a function of okay, this there, There's a story. Um, the Shachas, Meram is at it, and then the Prim Godwin brings the details of it. They were going to Kipper and they were Shefty for Kapuras. And the Sheikh came to the Marshal with his house and, and the Marshal says, Is this house ready for using? Is it good for Shefty? And the Sheikh said, Yeah, it's perfectly fine And the Marshal checked in and he found the Pegim in it. Um at Superior, he found the uh, uh, pagim in it. So he gave it back to the to the to the to the, to the Sheikh, the Sheikh checked it, he checked it, checked it, checked it perfect, no problem. So Mashallah again checked it, he found the Begimah, as did someone else who was sitting there. So as an example, <coughs> someone who wasn't taking the, the, his work seriously, in the sense that he wasn't noticing that there was a Begimah in there, and of course the outcome of that is very serious, potentially there's a Begimah, in the animals and the veyla are uh, because of that. Now, even though, <coughs> I just told you all these reasons, and all these people who talk about having mind at the same time, really the din is more limited than it might seem. And that's for, and, and he, the proof of that is, for example, is you look at the Shohanachim in, in Simeon Bayes, says that if a person is a mummer leteyahun, that means that he's a mummer who does things with the oven, to his benefit, he overall he's, a, he's a, a person who does the right thing, but when it's easy, but when, when he has what the benefit from it, he will be over and Nasser that person could check. Now, Drama disagrees, but the Chanoch the says, for that person to check, uh, as long as someone checked his knife for him. Okay. Um, the dinner of Shikr, unless he's really seriously drunk, <coughs> most of <the> Shikr <sugar> could, <coughs> could check. Dramar, at the end of Simon Beys, tells you, you should know, um, a, 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 a monkey is not questioned for fact okay, This is where it's from. Except that the monkey is, is like a... He's like a, someone who's not, he's not question for I mean, like, really? So you think that the monkey has Yerushalayim, and the shikr, is able to pay attention to what he's doing, and the, the mumu of the oven, all these people, these are people who have, uh, what we would think of Yerushalayim, that focus and paying attention to do things right. So it, what it appears, what it appears is, is that when, when the, these earlier persons speak about Yerushalayim, they're talking about for the specific acts that need that fine thing. Like, for example, like I mentioned the mumu the oven, he could check, but someone has to check this chalaf first because we don't trust him to check the house, like in the story of the Marshall, We don't check him to check, trust him to check the house, but we trust him for everything else. So, in those, we we have uh, needs for Yerushalmiim for specific things, but la davka with the ipretin required for every that in every pride, so to speak, to be a Yerushalmiim. But, but that's all might be the din that might be right or wrong. about what the din is, but in practice, that's not what goes on. In practice, people who run hashgachos, who people who oversee shritah are very sensitive and very careful to find people who have mind through and through in all areas of Ali practice. And they want a person who, who they know they could trust this person to sheikh to be to, void as as per what people are expecting. Now, that's true in a general sense. But, but the thing is that there's, there's a little bit of a subjectivity to this. Rabban and have each have their own ideas of certain exterior uh, qualities, so or exterior... The things that, sh- that you could see on the outside that say, that's a judgment of the person is um, really... Is he a mind Like, right, for example, um, is he a chassid of a specific level? Or is he a chassid at all? Okay, is he... Did, did he learn incredible? Um, does his wife drive? Does he vote in Israeli elections? Um, does he use the internet? Uh, does he use the unfiltered internet? Okay, those things that I just said are all things that they're actual rabbi, that for them, that's the criteria... Whether a person should be a shaykh or not be a shaykh. Those are, those are criteria whether the, the person has the right year of to be the job. Now, some people think, well, of course, each one of those things, yeah, the thing <coughs> that we care about, that's the ikha, that's really important. And other people think it's, it's silly or petty to, to care about that thing. Um, so it's unfortunate so, so that what happens is that sometimes we get. A person can get so focused on something exterior like this, or something like that. And a really wonderful shaykh or a peitig is therefore not going to be taken for a job, even if he's really very qualified because of some exterior issue um, that, that says, oh, if he does that, <coughs> if he does that, then he can't be um, qualified. He can't work as a shaykh or a Um So one last thing is, what is very common, it's a very common requirement, is to say to it that a shaykh or a shaykh that needs to go to the mikveh each morning, or at least on the mornings when he Um And some people present that as a year in point, as point, as a sign of a person who's careful about Kedusha, and wants to feel as we give them, not But the truth is also, <coughs> the truth is also that the Sefer Tires are Kurdish, um, and the Kuzari, who's similar, who says that, um, that the truth is that a person who's terrible, uh for carry a person who's title that person has a better sense um, with his fingers, when he wants to feel to check if the challaf is, is, is uh, smooth, and therefore a person, a person needs to be titled, if he wants to be sheikh, if He wants to be bodied, his challaf before he check, That's the thing that he, he needs to do in order to um, do his job properly. So, in a sense, in a sense, this is going back to what the sort of real original need for yerushimayim is. We want to make sure he does his job properly. You want to make sure, specifically mentioned many times in price game is that he checks his house properly. So that being title is not just a sign of Kedusha and a sign of Yerushalayim, but actually turns out to be um, something that has to do with being truly qualified to be a sheikh to do a better job at what he's doing.